Brewers lose last night to the freaking Chicago Cubs. Um, sadly, in a in a wild game, a lot of home runs. It's Dude, a pretty sad game, actually. Tyrone Taylor absolutely crushing it. Um, sad game, Rowdy, just because of how what Boxberger taking the L. You got so I was thinking about this. You know the luge, like the Olympic event. No, uh, the Louvre. Sorry, the Louvre. Oh yeah, the the, the, the art, the art exhibit, the yes. art exhibit, the Louvre. Yes, yes. If Trevor Kelly <laughs> was going to be in an art exhibit like the Louvre, <laughs> Trevor Kelly would literally be one of those like Greek statues where they're like falling apart and it's just like ah. a broken arm. Because he is, is literally it a submarine broken arm. He is, is like literally leave? just an arm that the Brewers needed. He's not good. That is what you call batting practice last night. Yeah, they were teeing off on him. He didn't record it out. He who who went yard off of him? It Everyone. Was, I'm trying to think of the last one. Uh yeah, Trevor Kelly, not mm. A little left to be desired. See, I love that. So I love that the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, granted, they have a top seven bullpen. I think everyone would argue they have a, a top five staff in baseball when yes. it comes to pitching. They have a really good pitching staff when you look at both rotation and bullpen, clearly. Now, he's a guy that's currently in Major League Baseball because of all the injuries to the starting rotation, because there's been some guys that have missed in the bullpen, and there's still currently a couple guys on the IL from the bullpen, and they just happened to be playing a road trip where it was three cities, 10 days, 11 games, and the Milwaukee Brewers needed arms. Yes. But that, but it's funny because they have like the little cute story when he first made his debut about his family in the stands and how he's making his major league yeah, debut. You gotta have the cute stories. But then you look at it and you're like, okay, he's a 29 year old pitcher, has been in AAA the last handful of years, turning 30 very shortly. The guy is where he was for a reason. He is literally batting practice and just an arm. And ready to be uh, at a broken bust in the Louvre. Really. And sadly enough, you're going to be seeing a lot of that again today. And just like the Louvre, you got to pay to you know get inside to watch it, Rowdy. You also have to pay if you are in attendance at Wrigley last night or if he ever pitches again in Miller Park or American Family Field, attendance to watch the broken Greek bust try and pitch a submarine, the, the sidearm style. No, it's just a broken. It's the Greek statues where they're like all broken and busted yeah, up, but it's, it's clearly like, one arm. That's so funny. What made you think about the Louvre this early in the morning? Just, it just came. I to was you? getting artsy like last night. I like it. I like that a lot. I also have a very. I I know quite a bit actually about the uh, <laughs> starter that's going for the the Milwaukee Brewers today. Uh, who is it tonight? Jason Alexander. I got his profile oh, pretty good. Oh, I got his profile for you, Rowdy. He's balding. He lives with his parents. He doesn't have a job, and he hangs out with three other friends at a coffee shop in New York. That would be Jason. Oh, that's George Costanza. <laughs> that's that's how I was going to describe him. Short, bald, glasses, formerly employed by the Yankees. You're a short, stocky, bald man. As a way would say that George Costanza. Yes, that would be Jason Alexander. Not a ton of confidence. It's okay. So tell us. All right. So the Jason Alexander I know is the actor, comedian, film director, and television presenter, mostly known for his role as George Costanza on Seinfeld. Rowdy, what do you know about that? Was going to be my joke. I was just going to describe George Costanza. (laughs) Did I did I walk all over your joke? That that's basically what I was going to say. Um, Short, bald, glasses. 
used to work for the Yankees. I feel so bad. I didn't know you were going to have that joke. I thought, Rowdy, when I think of you in baseball, I think of you like really diving in and breaking it down for us and you know just telling us the ins and the outs. I did not realize at 6.05 in the morning you'd be busting out a Seinfeld joke. <laughs> That's my... My apologies. But if you want if you want the real lowdown on Jason Alexander, the pitcher for the Brewers. I kind of want to hear you more talking about George Costanza. I mean, again, it's another guy in his late 20s, early 30s. Here, that here. Uh, When you describe, as you describe him, I want to do this. Uh, here you go. Describe away. Jason Alexander, Rowdy? Jason Alexander, short, bald, glasses. <laughs> Used to work for the Yankees. They say he was a pitcher. George Steinbrenner called him a belly itcher. Did they ever want to? Did you want to bring in cotton uniforms? <laughs> Taught Derek Jeter how to hit once. <laughs> Weirdly enough, this guy pitches. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm trying to get a picture of not George Costanza, but Jason Alexander for the Brewers. He, um, I can't tell if he's bald or not. He's got a hat on every picture. He's got some mean eyebrows and some mean facial hair, though, Rowdy. My God. Well, the real Jason Alexander for the Brewers. I mean, this is a guy that, again, late 20s, early 30s. (laughs) His brother pitched for the Los Angeles Dodgers. But, I mean, this is a guy that he's been in AAA for a while, had some success in AAA, started most of his games. But this is going to be another... Okay. Hopefully Rowdy. he has a good appearance against the lowly Cubs. Jason Alexander, the pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, is so obscure that on Google I typed in Jason Alexander Brewers. And you know how like the stories come up and then the stats, but on the right hand side, usually it's like their Wikipedia page. I typed in Jason Alexander Brewers, and on the right hand side, the Wikipedia page pops up as Jason Alexander Scheel, a former professional baseball player who is now 45 years old. I mean, this guy's this is how obscure yeah, Jason this, Alexander this is. guy's been in the minors for a while. <laughs> Again, he's closing in on 30. It's his biggest claim to fame is that his brother pitches for the Dodgers. Like, I think his biggest claim to fame would be that he has the same name as <laughs> George Costanza's Jason Alexander. I mean, you can go right down his his numbers in minor league baseball and really the majority of his seasons for the last five or six haven't been that great. <laughs> Again, this is like a, a, another Kelly situation. This is just an arm. Oh, and by the way, they, they selected, what was that? Uh, Barker the other day, <laughs> also a guy that's a reliever from the minor leagues. I'm sure you're going to see him log an inning or two. And I believe they selected another contract from the minor league staff. I'm sure you'll see him throw an inning or two. I mean, the, this is going to be. I know we've used the reference for this game or for this movie quite a bit. That's fine. And I know it was, I think, last talked about by uh, Pete from Monona when talking oh, about Pete. movies. Shut up, by Pete. But again, uh, again, this is uh, quoting the movie The Miracle. The, or, this could easily be a throwaway game in Wrigley. <laughs> And I did, I did say when we well, stepped out the of Cubs, these our ways, the Cubs have like a Triple A roster. It's better than that. But remember when we came on these airwaves on Tuesday and I said, hey, the Brewers did their job. They have a winning record for this tough road trip with everyone missing. I go, even if they lose the next two games, they finish six and five and you're going to feel pretty good about that road trip. Yeah. Well, 
with who they're throwing out there and who they have lined up to pitch today, they very well could drop these last two games and finish six and five. But hey, the the stretch is over and they head back home. (laughs) And they welcome in the fathers, the Padres of San Diego. Rowdy, I found actually a clip of the Brewers pitcher, Jason Alexander. He's very obscure. Again, when I typed his name into Google, Jason Scheel came up. His middle name is Alexander. Jason Alexander Scheel, a former pitcher, uh, baseball player for the Padres, the Red Sox, and the Braves, who is 45 years old. Rowdy, I actually found, though, Jason Alexander, the Brewers pitcher, he uh, wanted people to know a little bit more about him and describes his life. I was handcuffed to the bed in my underwear. Where I remained, for she certainly seemed interested in me. Though she was attractive, she was also, in fact, a Nazi. The water I had been swimming in was very cold. And when I dropped the towel, there had been significant shrinkage. My parents were looking at me. So there I was. And the marble rye hanging from the end of a fishing pole. In closing, these stories have not been embellished because they need no embellishment. They are simply, horrifyingly, the story of my life as a short, stocky, slow-witted, bald man. (laughs) Jason Alexander wanted to share his life story, Rowdy, in front of a panel of wondering Brewers fans. Now, we can joke about (laughs) how he shares the name with an actor, and we can joke about how... Well, the numbers aren't really eye-popping in minor league baseball, and he's not necessarily young. He's not a prospect. He's really oh. just another arm. And by the way, he's not bald. He's balding. <laughs> but on a on a on a serious note, what have with, we been the, serious? with the Milwaukee Brewers, <laughs> we are serious. Thankfully, this tough road trip is going to come to an end, and no matter what, they're going to have a winning record. Uh, yes, they and will. now. The other thing is getting guys back on track. Willie Adamas, I don't know if you saw that yesterday, yeah, yeah. scratched with a quad. Quad injury in the, in the sounds, right? Yep. So they were expecting to get him back this weekend. See, I don't know how to take this injury. Someone they were expecting to get him back this weekend. Same with uh, Hunter Renfro. Someone else but got now he's too. got this quad injury where they said the ankle's fine, though. The ankle feels good. Yeah, but now that it's was a, the original injury. Yeah, which was his original injury where he's been out now close to two weeks. <laughs> so I don't know to take that as a good thing or a bad thing. Are we glad that the ankle feels good and now it's just a little uh, precaution with a quad? Or are we now, oh, God, here we go. It's a quad. How long is he going to be out with this quad? But Hunter Renfro sounds like he will be back for the weekend. I and I don't know if you saw this, but uh, one, of the, one of the doubleheader games, the first game, where uh, one of the Cubs went flying into the Milwaukee Brewers dugout, yeah. and Hunter Renfro was the one that jumped up real quick and came out and like made sure he didn't fall over. Yeah, he looked he looked good. The he, hamstring he, looked he, quick. He, he got up quick. He, he, uh, agile like but a cheetah. Another one that I'm a little interested by is the Brandon Woodruff. They're calling it a high ankle sprain, yeah, and that they're only hoping that he misses like three starts. High ankle sprains that, are tough. Yeah, that one. Uh, I don't know. Two, three starts with a high ankle sprain. Yep. Unless that's like a very, I don't know. Normally from my experiences with ankle sprains, 
The high ankle sprains are never the fun ones, and they're never no. minor. Yeah, Rowdy was telling me he had a high ankle sprain, you know, earlier in his uh, his young life here, and that lingered for months and months and months. And I sp- I had a bad high ankle sprain from football, which then also slightly sprained my Achilles. Ooh, that literally, uh, that was suffered the fourth to last game of football season. It did not feel good until baseball season that spring. Yeah. It did not feel manageable until the end of did that wrestling the, season. Did you see the Woodruff injury? Like, did you see it happen? Or That's was the it, thing. It, like, didn't look, it didn't look like anything. Because I can tell you from the football injury, my ankle and leg got probably, completely yeah. twisted. Like, uh, Woodruff, I never saw anything besides... Same. He was pitching on the mound. I, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, but Willie Adamas here, a little injury note, as Rowdy was just talking about here. Going to sit out a few minor league rehab games though he will continue to participate in baseball activities after experiencing some discomfort in his right quad. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, the quad injury is a better sign for Willie Adamas than having the ankle only because remember he nursed, I believe it was a quad injury last year. Yeah. Uh, I missed about two weeks last September because of a strained left quad. So this is his right quad. So there you go. Willie Adamas, Whatever you're doing in the gym, brother, let's let's the leg days. Let's keep it a little low, a little uh, lesser weight. All right, <laughs> dude. I can't get over this Jason Alexander guy. So usually when you're like scrolling on articles or you know you're looking at stuff and the the, the you know they have their name in the article, it's highlighted blue, like it's like a different color because you can click on a link, right? You know, it takes you to another page. Jason Alexander is the only guy in this whole article. They have everyone's name talking about the games last night. What's coming up? Everyone's got a little extra link when you click on their name, except for Jason Alexander. Well, and the other thing is, he's not on the Brewers 40, man. So, one, not only are they going to have to take somebody off of their 40, man, which means they're going to have to waive them, which... There's some strong candidates for that, a.k.a. Trevor Kelly. Trevor Kelly. Trevor he could, they could have the little nice excitement. Oh, bring your family to the game. You're finally getting in. You're almost 30 years old. Oh, congratulations. We'll we'll have a little nice nice chat about this. Trevor Kelly, bye. To getting absolutely bombed less than a week later, too. <laughs> Thanks for your services, but we're DFAing you. We got to make room for Jason Alexander. Do you think, Rowdy, that it will be Trevor Kelly getting the... He's extremely high on that list. He went, let's see here, four hits, four earned runs, including a home run, and an ERA with 17 pitches, an ERA of 12.46 for Trevor Kelly. If I pull up the Brewers 40 man right now and I start scrolling by, guys that I would say would be extremely high on the list of getting DFA'd, Luke Barker, but he hasn't thrown yet. Okay, hang on. I'm doing some music for you doing this. All right. Luke Barker, but he hasn't thrown yet, so I imagine we probably see him today. Um, you keep scrolling down here on the 40 man. Trevor Kelly. <laughs> that's a huge one. We've already seen him throw. He got absolutely annihilated <laughs> yesterday. Um, keep scrolling down. Maybe uh, Angel Perdomo. Maybe he's, got, he's struggled in the past, but he is a lefty out of the bullpen. Most likely they'll keep him. Maybe Pablo Reyes, third baseman shortstop. He's obviously fallen behind Brasso. He's clearly behind Jace Peterson. If Willie Adamas was coming back soon, maybe. But yeah, you scroll down. There's not a whole lot of other guys. It's Trevor Kelly. It's Trevor Kelly or a guy that most likely 
Has he, he hasn't even pitched yet. They're going to use Trevor him today. It's Trevor Kelly. It's Trevor Kelly. It's Trevor Kelly. <laughs> there's, there's only three or four it's, options if Trevor you're Kelly. really getting down there. And then the, the main one is Trevor Kelly. Hey, hey, you Trevor. just pitched yesterday. Barker hasn't thrown yet. By the way, this could be a bullpen day. It's uh, Hey, Trevor Kelly, what have you done for me lately? Uh, lately, here's what you did. You went, I mean, did he even get, did he even get like, He's got 0.0 for innings pitch routing. Yeah, and the other thing with those two four guys hits, that I, I listed on the 40-man, it also wouldn't make a ton of sense because then you'd have to make a second move because Pablo Reyes and Perdomo both are not on the current active <laughs> roster. So not only would they have to we'll mess later, with the 40-man, they'd have to mess with that, and they'd have to mess with the active roster. So you're going to have to go with it's probably someone from the active roster, which then again leaves Barker, who has not pitched since being selected. Who are they going to use him? Or Trevor Kelly, who just got bombed last night. And, oh, yeah, by the way, we have Jason Alexander pitching today. This is going to clearly be a bullpen day. Jason Alexander. I can't get over the Jason Alexander. Trevor Kelly. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya. Well, Bye. But hey, he did get to have that one day with his family where he hey, uh, made his debut. Maybe maybe we're just cutting edge right here and we're on to something and we're in the mind of David Stearns, or maybe we're completely wrong. But Trevor Kelly, what have you done for me lately? Well, you got absolutely bombed. We had a local promo here at WOZN playing about the slapping that Jawan Howard put on one Gregory Guard, the I'm pride here. of Cobb, oh, no, Wisconsin. No, no, no. I'm here. Not Greg Guard. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Joe Krabenhoff. Joe Krabenhoff. You slapped the wrong one, my man. Well, for, first of all, I shouldn't be slapping anybody, but let's either here nor there. What happened, happened. Greg Gard to say, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And then Kravinov <laughs> got slapped. You got the wrong guy there, my man. Let me shake your hand and gently place my other hand, hand on your forearm. And have you freak out for no reason. Ah, don't, because your team lost no, by a lot. Don't you blow your hands on me. You shut your mouth and you're talking to me. Nobody makes what? me shake my own hand. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> Anyways, another slap happened a couple days ago. Rowdy, you had initially sent this uh, to RJ and I in our DM group. You want to yeah, describe? That was, and that was prior to any knowledge of what the heck happened. You want to describe what happened in uh, this well, little it, it popped video? up on my feed because obviously there are yeah. media people that are there before the games, yep. and it's just casually Jock Peterson... Tommy Pham and another player sitting there talking like out on the warning track so, out in the outfield. Grainy like Zapruder yeah. film. <laughs> While guys are like maybe hitting a little BP, stretching, doing whatever. Like there's hardly <laughs> anyone at the ballpark at all. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, just your normal pregame. you just see a massive right-handed slap <laughs> come out of Tommy Pham. Everybody Fam. converges. Yeah, Tommy Pham <laughs> just cocks back and just slaps the hell out of Jock Peterson's face. Like what the hell just happened there? And it was, I can't believe someone got footage of it it was like don't you mess with my nut brennan because it was like it was like it was like off into the distance you could see it happening so the video was like zoomed in like post effect yeah it looked like grainy's a pruder film it was like (laughs) right and to the left his hand went right and to to the the left left. and he slapped to the left up and to the left he slapped the hell out of jock peterson and was like what the hell what what happened there Turn, well, I then, can't remember the player that was also out there, but they basically were like, "What the?" He was like, "I was, I didn't know what to do." He's, he's just like looking <laughs> around. Anybody? I Anybody? Know. I didn't know what to do. Well, it turns out, it, Jock Peterson, who was on the receiving end of the slap, what did the five fingers say to the face? Slap. Jo- Tommy Pham was all hacked off of seven months ago <laughs> over fantasy football. Apparently, it, Jock Peterson. 
what did he drop a player in his league and then picked up another player? No, no, no. no. It he put like, it on IR yeah, and picked guy, up a player. There was I a guy to. that was injured, but he was out. Yeah. But he didn't have an IR designation, but he placed him on IR, IR anyway to pick up another player. That sounds more like a league setting problem. Yeah, exactly. Because... Like in our in our work league, we do not have an IR. I've never slapped anyone in fantasy or football. Either. In a lot of and you of all people league, know because like for the past two years, every one of your like first three round picks get hurt. Get hurt. So well, that's the other thing. <laughs> I'm in different leagues where there is an IR spot, but, but the it, player has to be designated as right. IR if the IR to be placed isn't there. next to the name. But there is it's leagues not eligible where to be placed. Yeah. if a guy does not play. For some reason, with settings, you can still place him on IR. Let me tell you. So that might be like for a week. The real uh, issue here, dude, dude, is the commissioner, Mike Trout. Yeah, Mike. So Mike. Okay, so Mike Mike Trout, Trout, D bag of the week. So Jock Peterson. Get your settings right, Mike. Gets slapped in the face over fantasy football from Tommy Pham. Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Uh, Tommy Pham suspension before the game. Just what's your reaction to that? uh, Yeah, I saw that. And uh, I know what he said, and either it's true, there are, uh, there was a lot of money involved in it. Here's Jack Peterson. (laughs) I did send a GIF in the group chat that was making fun of the Padres. Um, (laughs) In the group chat, there was also some, there was more than one Padre. There was maybe four or five that uh, I'm kind of close with a couple of them, and it was supposed to be a friendly thing, just making fun of. They were playing bad and just talking back and forth. And, uh, hey guys. Yeah, I mean, he did not like that. And I don't know what the gift was. Uh, I have it. I'll show you. Uh, Jock, I don't know you well enough to make any jokes like this. And uh, yeah, so then. Um, what an interview! I wrote back. I'm just trying to pull it up. So it's. Exact. He's got the receipts. Yeah, he's like pulling through. He's got the receipts. Um, I have the gift for you, RJ. It was meant to be all fun and games. No hard feelings. Sorry if you took it that way. Um, oh, yeah, that about one. <laughs> two weeks later, after like week four or five, uh, he ended up leaving the league. And uh, there's been no <laughs> communication since. In week four since. or five? Um, Left the league. But like I said, it, it is true. I did send a... Uh, a gif making fun of the Padres. It was a gif. It was a gif of like three guys, three people working out, throwing like kettlebells. Yeah, and and they all have one's got the Padres on it, one's got what the Giants ja- and you know, Dodgers. the Dodgers. Because those were the three teams competing yeah. in the West to win the division. Right. And the Padres person who was working out like so biffs it. This was but, September of last year. Yes. Yeah. And Tommy Pham is still pissed, and it's all coming no. to light right now. I heard it. I think this would have been two years ago. Because if you remember correctly, no, Jock Peterson was with the Braves last year. Yeah, but they're yeah, just, but he could still be in. Yeah, the, they're just in a. I guess. Yeah, but it would make sense two years ago if it was from there because he would have been playing for the Dodgers when the Dodgers were. No, it was, la- it was, yeah, it was last. I get it. it was okay. Yeah. Anyone's feelings? I apologize for that. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Yeah, I don't know how that gif um, like gets you upset. It was. <laughs> he pulls up the gif. Like, I'll show you, I guess. I'll show, show you, I guess. guess. It was so, like three weightlifters lifting. <laughs> and, so, um, now, with this, with this, like, he That's left, not even good trash talk. He, he, that's yeah. just like... It's just a lame that's, that's, gift. Okay. 
And and he even says there's other Padres in the league. Yeah, that he's friends he with doesn't, in the league. He doesn't know one guy well enough to make a joke. Well, that I'm, was Tommy Fanfan. You don't I'm know me a, well enough to make a joke. I'm in a, a a fantasy league that I was invited by one guy that I know. The rest of the league I don't know, and yet I still rip on people if if their team's doing bad or things like that. Yeah, and guess of course, what? It's, it's fantasy, fantasy football. 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 Right, don't so, get your panties in a bunch. So well, Tommy Fam, yeah, Robbie. well, basically. He's upset about the use of the IL or the IR, which, like we already stated, some leagues don't even have it or the setting is just off because he shouldn't have been able to put him there in a lot of leagues unless he was IR available. (laughs) Sounded like the guy was just injured, but not on the IR. IR. But in so, another league, he wasn't on the IR, and that's what Tommy Fan. So the settings were a little messed up, which there's nothing you can do. That's where, like, the... League manager would have like to go Trout? in and say, "Hey, we're going to have to change the settings here. Ch- settings now changed." So it was a one <laughs> week, one changed. week mishap. But then to get mad about gifts, so he he, right, so, so he here, left the league. Here's here's more. It's only week four or five. You literally you have the first like depending on the league size and how many weeks you play. What twelve to fifteen weeks? Well, so he, judging by how upset he got, I'm guessing his team was complete crap. Well, here's more. <laughs> so before the slap from Tommy Pham. Uh, this is what Jock Peterson said. He goes, there was no real argument. He just kind of came up and said, hey, you remember from last year? Jock says, I said, fantasy football? He said, yeah. And then hit me. Pow. <laughs> and then, all right, so Tommy Pham serves a three-game suspension. He came back yesterday and went guns blazing. He is still digging himself a hole here saying, Mike Trout did a ter- uh, terrible job, man. Trout's the worst commissioner in fantasy football because he allowed this bleep to go on and he could have solved it. Nobody wanted to be commissioner. I didn't want to be the effing commissioner. I've got other bleep to do. He didn't want to do it, but we put it on him. And it was kind of our fault, too, that we made him the commissioner. And then he went on to say what? that he's a high roller in Vegas. And when he goes to Vegas, that he gets high roller tables and that Jock Peterson was and I quote, messing with my money. And that's why he hit him. Tommy, so he yeah. comes out and admits that there could have been a better commissioner, a better commissioner, but, but nobody yet, else no wanted, one wanted to, do, to it. do it. And he didn't want to do it. So then he was upset and he left. Do you think he took his money and left? I would hope so. Or do you think they already paid into the pot? So it was like he's see like no, in, in like that RJ kind is of a case, commissioner here. RJ doesn't get money till like the end sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's where me and in RJ fact, differ. In fact, well, there's in fact there's some I people had, I think that still owe you money from years gone by. One person. Yeah, I won't name never any paid. Names. Well, it's shocking. Par for his course. <laughs> yeah. All right, but Tommy Pham also said, "quote I said I don't I didn't forget about that bleep, and I walked up and I slapped him." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I I. I hate- if you left week four or five, if I were the commissioner, I'd have been like, "Here's your money back, dude." Sorry, I would have told my if I would have left. If 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 this was reversed and you would have left after this type of thing, where you had a crap team and then you're bitching about one little rule and then we fix it, I'd say, "RJ, your twenty dollars is gone. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's over here in his pocket. It's over here in but, his pocket." But like your team ain't winning. <laughs> the funniest thing. The funniest thing ever is. We've had some incidents in like friends leagues and different fantasy football leagues where there was one guy who had a terrible team one year and 
He was the douchebag that this was back when Vincent Jackson was really good. Yeah. He was, <laughs> was douche, a while ago. Yeah, he was the douchebag that towards the end of the season would randomly drop really good players. So yeah. that pe- so other, other people, people could, could pick, pick them up. up. Yeah. Well, then it was like, well, if you were a fringe playoff team, all of a sudden you're adding like a Vincent Jackson yeah. towards like the biggest part of the season. Right. Or you were adding some of his better players and we're like, what the hell are you doing? You can't just drop all your best players and or like not filling out the sure roster. Sure as hell can. Where it's he in the Geneva like, Convention. Watch me. <laughs> he was like playing like three or four guys for a week against you know, a team that needed a win. Yeah. But like, it was like stupid stuff like that. We're like, all right, this guy's out at the end of the year. Like we were all pissed about it, but then at the end, never invited him back, never played fantasy football. Yeah. Again. See all right. So uh, long now, story granted, short, that was also a lot less money. I'm sure than what these guys were playing for, but it's the principle. Uh, let's see. Our, our guy G Dub says uh, the moral of the story here is fantasy football is for soft weenies. No offense yeah. to anyone. Does G Dub? Gino, I feel like you football. play fantasy football. I feel like you participate. Also, I maybe he's lumping this. himself in with everybody. Yeah, maybe maybe some new mail. Ask Bill. Especially <laughs> recently, I hate Jock Peterson. Oh, Every J- single yeah. time when he was with the Dodgers in a big situation or the Braves last year, he's absolutely crushed the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, and sometimes when maybe I had a wager on the other t- opposing <laughs> Some, team, oh, yeah. Jock Peterson also has screwed me. So he seems to I know. hate Jock Peterson for that fact. I still would not slap Jock Peterson. J- <laughs> Our guy Jordan, J.A. Krebs, tweets me. Says, I'm on Jock Peterson's side on this one. Wow. Our guy Jordan, uh, J.A. Krebs, he tweets my Twitter account. Ebo says, I'm good with anyone slapping Jock. Says our guy J.A. Krebs. Sure. Here's the thing. We don't, uh, the, the slapping? Who, who, what? Grown men slapping other grown men or anyone maybe, slapping maybe in general? Maybe a two-piece in a soda, but a slap? Come on. So long story <laughs> short, is Tommy Pham then up for D-bag of the week? Yes. Done. All right. News I just f- like how then he goes, yeah, I'm a high roller. I quit that league in week four or five. I go to Vegas yeah. and I'm on the high roller table. You're messing with my money. It's like you quit in week four, week five. Okay. I, I bet it's all stemming because because if he's really getting upset over somebody storing a player on IR, bringing in a different guy, he's upset because his team was bad. Yeah. So you should be a better commissioner rather than rather than being fantasy football. A, yeah. Rather than being a. Uh, I mean, blaming Mike Trout for the entire season. He's making it now known. He's just Tommy fans also, don't lock him in. We have to remember that if he was that bad, why would he be so pissed about a guy throwing someone on IR? Because you would imagine if he was that bad, he would be able to claim said player. Oh, it was waivers. That, yeah, that yeah. was picked up by Jack Peterson. <sighs> If he wanted him. If he wanted him. Unless it was after a Wednesday and anybody like could just a, pick it up. It was probably a week four or five where they get like that one running back that pops off after an injury for a week or two. Yeah. And Jock Peterson grabbed him. And yeah. then he goes, oh, he had a big week. He should have been on my team. No, <laughs> Maybe you should have picked him up. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones quick before news of the weird. Good morning. Who's this? This is Nader. No, Nader. Nader censored. What's up, Nader? Round and round. Yep. I am one that did get banned from my fantasy football league <laughs> for certain said reasons because I I had lack of care for it. I mean, I was in it. I was kind of like the 12th man, and I filled out the roster, and then I got towards the middle oh. to end of the season, and I was I wasn't making any moves, and I wasn't get I wasn't turning in my lineup. And I know, I know the, the likes of you. I know, <laughs> like, I know your type, Nader. I know your type. Yep, yeah, and I just I didn't care as much, but everybody else did, and it. it 
See, I don't really I, care about fantasy I was football, wrong. but I, I just, knew I was wrong. I don't care about <laughs> it, but I, I just I still tweak my lineup and did stuff. Did anyone try to slap you, Nader? <laughs> yeah, did, or did you slap anyone else? No, I nobody. Well, it was. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I was, I was in a NASCAR pool once where somebody did get slapped oh. over the you know top, but I was that that was because I won the league and I had to, I got to go to Ponderosa when I lost I had nice. to take everybody to steak dinner at a diner but what yeah. hang on you you won your fantasy football league and the prize was to go to Ponderosa oh, no this was RAS, the NASCAR the winner NASCAR. got a steak dinner oh steak okay and so the years that we lost I was always dead after the last oh so you had and to I had to go. Yep, and oh. then I would we'd go and it'd be like a hundred some dollars, and then when I won and I got a steak dinner, we went to Ponderosa. That's just that doesn't seem <laughs> so, right, Nader. So whoever uh, whoever was buying that paid like so you got a hockey <laughs> puck, you got a hockey <laughs> puck, <laughs> you got a chewy hockey puck then or what? Yep, I just sat there just eating like a angry child that didn't want to eat anything. <laughs> That's everybody else enjoyable <laughs> meal. I'm with you there. <laughs> Where the hell everybody is else is having fun. <laughs> Where's the Ponderosa? Like James in Oshkosh. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ponderosa. We had to travel. We had to travel. <laughs> Probably cost yeah, more to travel. were a little lower there. <laughs> cost more to travel than to get that pocky puck steak, dude. Yeah. You need, you, we need satisfaction. We got to get you a legit steak, man. I was pretty well browned out by the time we got there anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that did probably taste a little better. Okay. I get it. Later. You're the man. Yeah. You're the man, homie. All right. See you guys. See you soon. We did, like, in a friend league of mine, we had a guy for a while just to fill it out, uh, fill out the league. And, yeah, he was one of those who paid attention to sports, but not enough. So he'd be picking up guys who were, like, not on a roster anywhere. And you're like, what are you doing? Well, it's so-and-so. He hasn't been on a team in two years. He just hasn't retired. So he's on there. What? Yes, we ride on this highway of information oozing from our brains every day. My co-pilot, Rowdy, over here. And now in the passenger, well, I guess, where would we put Zach? In the back? Trunk. In the trunk? I wouldn't do that to our guys. Strap him to the top. Zach, you wouldn't want to be in the trunk, would you? There's no way. Put me on the top. Yeah, the top. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, we were talking when the world was going to end about going Mad Max, and you would be like, we'd, we'd, we'd strap you up there. On, oh, uh, I mean, remember that on the I Jeep? I was going to trick the Jeep out? Yeah, yeah, but I, I, we talked about this. I was going to be dead, so it was okay. Yeah, but we were going to do the taxidermy we'd route. Stuff you. Yeah, we'd stuff I was going to be like a... I was going to be like a hood ornament. Like that, that was, that was kind of what I was going to go with. Yeah, okay, well... Yeah. Just mount the head. Yeah, not to get too gruesome, but you every once in a while you see like that person driving around with like the bullhorns yeah. on their front. It would mm-hmm. just be like Heil Prince head. And good thing Rowdy didn't bring up the the testicles you see sometimes hanging from big trucks. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, like it's gonna be a that. Yeah. I mean, rumor is he got a big set, Zach. So I don't. I can't mm. confirm or deny. But anyways. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> maybe that, hey, maybe that big set made uh, was like an anchor for you yesterday. How windy was it? You were up at Packers OTAs. Ooh. How windy was it there outside of Lambeau Field? Your big that's set anchor you down. I can't remember it being like I don't remember ever being windier for anything I've ever been at, like a sporting event I've ever been at. Like it was honestly like people were like blown away. Some of the some of the lighter people up there were blown away. Yeah, and, they had little uh, sets on them. Yes. All the other yes. people that do radio around here, they got tiny ones, Zach. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's not what I was Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, the uh, proverbial yeah, set. Be, the proverbial people set. were people like being picked up and thrown all over the place. It was it was hilarious and uh people trying to throw the ball in that like against the wind. 
Yikes. Okay, uh, uh, real quick, on, I don't want to spend too much time on special teams, but Mason Crosby, was he drilling with the wind then? Because he was talking about how you want to have a big bounce back here this year. You don't You don't want to talk about special teams? Like, that's I mean, I brought it up I, first, so I mean, I want to get it I mean, off like a Band-Aid really I, quick. Yeah, I mean, I, he, uh, yeah, he had a, I mean, he wants to have a bounce back season, obviously. He was horrible last year. I mean, he was his second, he, I mean, it was his second worst year. 2012 was his worst year. Last year was his second worst, and I mean, he certainly wasn't the only problem with special teams. That's why there's a new special teams coach, but uh, he's still there. And, you know, Corey Bohorquez is not because Corey Bohorquez could not hold for crap. So he's gone. Uh, Pat O'Donnell's in there. And, you know, again, it's it's uh, May, or I guess it's June now, but it's May it was May when he was making these kicks. But he had a 56-yarder with, with plenty of room to spare. I'm sure the wind behind his back had a little bit to do with it, but not exactly ideal conditions if yeah. you're looking to have success. And he had a, uh, he had a lot yesterday. It was really good. He went six for six and, I mean, they brought in this uh, Dominic Everly guy. And I, I mean, I wouldn't call him true competition. He's, he's played in one game, and he went two for three in that. But this is, I mean, Mason Cross is your kicker this year. And so he's going to enjoy his time in Green Bay. Was it, Zach, if I remember correctly, obviously they brought in two different kickers at one point in the last calendar year. Wasn't one of them high, or not high school, college teammates with Jordan Love? Hmm. No, they're really testing the knowledge here. Yeah. I believe it's the one that's there right now, Dominic Everly. Do you really think eight. they're going to go with Jay Love's guy over Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' guy? <laughs> well, Aaron Rodgers wasn't there, correct, Zach? Correct. But that, that would be hilarious if they did. But no, I mean, this. I mean, they, if they wanted to bring in true competition, if they wanted to have a true kicking competition, they would have brought in a veteran guy. They didn't do that. Uh, I think it's just a, a camp leg. Mason Crosby is going to be your kicker, and Maybe even a bounce back because he was really, really bad last year along with most of the rest of the special teams. Well, I think also I know that he is one of these small nickel and dime moves where they can, one, either extend them. I don't think that's very likely. Two, cut him. That's probably also not very likely because of the money that he's making as a kicker. Or three, they could move the money around and, and backload some of that into the void years. But I feel like Mason Crosby's pretty safe. Yeah, they, I don't. I mean, his contract would have been one that you would. I think you probably would have cut um, to, to clear up space. But they don't need the space at this point, unless they want to uh, find another extension. I don't know. I mean, who who's the next extension? Right? Like it's probably it's probably Rashawn Gary or Elton Rashawn, Jenkins. Probably, yeah, Rashawn Gary or Elton Jenkins, and I don't think either one of those is probably going to happen this off season. But. Um, yeah, I mean, Mason's not going anywhere, and I certainly don't think you would want to extend him. Yeah, uh, Zach Halpern joining us right now at Packers OTAs yesterday. So, um, Zach, when it comes to some standouts uh, mm. that you saw, now I know it was windy, but was it was it Kurt Benkert hooking up with Romeo Dubs? Like, what? This is the play I've been hearing about a bunch. Is this was this the play of OTAs yesterday? It's hilarious because it's what it was. <laughs> it's what. Or I guess it's what stands for a play of the day. It was just, you know, it was a little, like it felt like just like a little comebacker. And it, it, what made it great was because the ball was right on top of him right when he got there, and it was a little bit high, and he went up, snatched it out, and uh, pulled it back in. He's been the most impressive rookie wide receiver. It's only been, what, three practices or four practices. More impressive had. than Christian Watson? Oh, yeah, by far. Um, like, and again, it's helmets and – yeah, but I'm you know, still going to overreact, but, Zach. That's what I do best. Yeah, well, of course everybody will. Uh, but, no, I mean, he, he looks a lot more polished and a lot more, you know, ready to go than I would say Christian Watson. It's a small, again, small sample size, but he looks, yeah, I would say 
Romeo Dobbs has been the better, uh, has been the best of the rookie wide receivers, and he showed yesterday. It was, the two-minute drill was kind of his thing. Caught uh, three passes, and um, that one was In the, the most wind, impressive too. one. That yeah, that one was the most impressive one, and he's he's looked the part so far for sure. Well, Zach, when Ebo was on vacation, and it was Ben Kenny and I talking about tight great ends show. versus by the, way, uh, the, the updates never great, sounded better Zach from you great show by the way great show the Enjoyed updates from you were insane dude I put on I I the WBA Hall of Fame I don't usually get up in the morning to uh, listen to the show because I just wait it, hang on what no well because you know I thought you well, do every day when I'm on I don't normally get up early but I did this time because I heard it was just magical what? and so what am I, uh, I completely agree what am I completely what agree. Is this? well I'll pass that on to Ben then <laughs> he'll be glad to hear that well, what were you saying Rodney? no I was saying like when we were talking about the wide receivers in the tight end room I actually said I think Romeo Dubs will be the better rookie than Christian Watson just because I mean he was really productive in Nevada with a Carson Strong at quarterback and Carson Strong now granted he does have a decent arm. I don't think every, anyone's ever going to confuse him with Aaron Rodgers, though. And the fact that we know that Christian Watson gets hyped up for his size, his speed, and his athleticism. But those drops could really be an issue. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone, uh, maybe some people were. I, I wasn't really expecting him to come in and be like the number one receiver, Christian Watson, that is. Uh, and he certainly isn't there. He, they, they drafted him for his like the future, I think. I mean, he's because he's got all the size and speed and all that type of stuff. I don't know, necessarily think anybody thought he was going to come in and be like wide receiver one, and he's he's not going to be. And if, if I had to make a, if I had to guess as to which one had uh, has more catches this first year, it's easily going to be Dobbs. Like he's just interesting. He's just more polished. He's he's more ready to play. And, Didn't he uh, have two or three years with over a thousand receiving yards in college? I mean, that's pretty solid production. Yeah, and again, it's not the highest level, right? But it's at a higher level than what Christian Watson played at. Correct. Um, hey, we don't so, conference shame around here, Zach. No, we don't. We don't. But unless it's yeah, grades in the SEC. Yes, yes, we kind of do. Uh, he, and he, great two minute guy, like you said, Zach, playing in that higher altitude in the Mountain West. Mm, he's going to yeah. have the conditioning for that two minute. Yeah, drill. some reporters said that he was really ready to play at Lambeau because of the elements. Right, Rowdy? Remember Who that said? one? No, that was that was Christian Watson. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but also, they play in a dome. Yeah, that, that was the punchline of it all. Who said that? Uh, it was some blue check mark reporter. Well, well, one well, of the, your brethrens. Well, I don't have blue check marks, so. Oh yeah, I, you're I, an unverified bad call, boy. I forget. Yes. Can't, can't call me. Can't call them some of my brethren. <laughs> you can call some some of the more elite people of my position. Zach, you're the elite of the elite. Though. Yeah, they they did tweet out, though, that he will be used to the elements playing in North Dakota, <laughs> even though they forgot about the Fargo Dome. <laughs> uh, but whatever. Zach Hopper joining us right now. So uh, was there a, did he answer your, was there a question? Yet? Yeah, no, he's fine. All right, the brethren of the blue check marks. But Zach, the unverified bad boy. Zach, mm. okay, all right, question for you. David Bakhtiari, is, is he, th- he's not... Practicing is he there? He is there. Okay, so what, what's the, what's the verdict on David Bakhtiari? Because I get some very sneaky mm-hmm. suspicions and and weird vibes and feelings. I know it's you know obviously the football season is just getting underway here with practices, but I feel like he's set back from that twenty twenty late twenty twenty ACL tear. The vibes from Matt Lafleur every time he's asked about him just don't feel good. Uh, oh, that's he's, not good. I mean he's. Like he he said, we're holding him out. Like there's, we're holding him out, getting get him ready for training camp. Have him tr- ready for training camp. Hopefully, uh, it's like he throws that when he throws that. Hopefully, at the end of something, then you're like, um, oh god, 
Uh oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Dave Bakhtiari has been at OTAs. He has. Uh, we've seen Elton Jenkins and Robert Tunyon and Kylan Hill rehabbing on the sideline. They're both. They're all three of them are coming back from uh, from an ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Bakhtiari has not been rehabbing on the side. Uh, he's been. God. You know, we've seen. We've seen him uh, riding a bike, and we've seen him walking around, but he has not done like anything uh, like physical. And again, we we, we uh, he he detailed exactly what the issue was at the end of last year uh, to your um, to your guy Eric Na- Aaron Nagler, and he said, "Oh God," with with Cheesehead TV, and he Ugh. said that uh, it like there was fluid building up in there, like fluid was just an excessive amount of fluid, and maybe it was you know, an allergic reaction to Nagler. I don't think so, Aaron's. No. Aaron's really good. So, uh, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know exactly. Well, question, Zach. I'm not a doctor. Just let me finish. Yeah, let, let me finish, finish, Rowdy. Come on. Uh, I don't know, like, exactly how you, like, you can drain the knee, but how do you stop the fluid from building up? I think it's just non-activity, and th- that's maybe that's what they're doing this soft season, but that has to be a big concern. So, sorry, Rowdy, you're not a doctor, but I'm not a doctor, but I'll take a look. <laughs> No, but what yeah, I'm okay. saying is, if it's just fluid, it's a t-shirt if it's, from Stephen Berry, if it's if it's just fluid, it's nothing he can hurt more. It's literally pain tolerance, correct? Well, he can hurt us, Rowdy. Our hopes. No, and no, spirits. like the tear is the tear is is healed up. It's more yeah. or less the fluid on the knee is where the pain is coming from. It's pain tolerance at this point. That's why we saw him at the end of last season, but it was painful to play on it. I just feel like this is concerning because normally. If you have an ACL tear and you're one of these top athletes, they're back in nine, ten months at the longest a year. I don't think you see much of these guys going much longer than that. But obviously, we're way past that. What do you say, yeah. Zach Halpern, MD? Well, and he's had multiple procedures on it too. Like the there was a you know a scope they cleaned it out, and when he tried to come back, there was there was still that issue. So I, I mean, I'm I'm a little nervous. Yes, I think nervous is, is is the way to be right now with that because that has been now, it'll, it's, I'd say eighteen months since the surgery, right? Because he had it in he got it in January of it was the 20, last day of twenty twenty. That's when he hurt himself. Yeah, New Year's Eve, yeah. New Year's Eve, yeah. And the surgery is January twenty twenty one. I was so. slamming a, a a Manhattan, and then the news came down. I was like, "Damn, dude!" Yeah, then so I slammed I, I another it, Manhattan. Definitely think it's. I think I'd be concerned with that. <sighs> Where'd you get your medical degree from, by the way? Really uh, well not done. a doctor. Oh, not a doctor. Oh, okay. I did watch not Tommy Boy over the weekend. Oh. So, oh stick well, your head job. up a, a steer's ass, but you'd rather take the butcher's word for it. Correct. It was yeah. like a mix of Tommy. It, that's what sparked it, and then, yes, yeah, Stephen Berry's. Well, you watched the show House, I assume, right, Zach? Yes. Yeah, there you go. There's your medical degree. Dr. House. Mm. There you go. Dr. House. <laughs> the Dr. Heilprint. Do you watch Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, do you? Did you watch ER? Right now. <laughs> right night. Uh, both of those shows I have watched. Yeah. See, all right, there you go. Very good. Well, all right, time to scrub up. You're in for surgery. I watched Law right and now. Order. That's how I got my law degree. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Zach. He made. Uh, real he quick, made professional. Th- this is a guy that we were talking about that I don't know if would be uh, hanging on to a roster or whatnot, but I did. It's always good when you get face to face, one on one time with the boss. Danny oh, Davis, Dan, the pride of Wisconsin Badgers wide receiving core. Danny Davis got one-on-one coaching from one Matthew Lafleur. No, see, and that that video is uh, came after he got cussed out <laughs> hard ooh, ooh. by Matt Lafleur. What did he do? Um, 
So like, if something. you look at if if you watch the video, like he's he goes outside, right? Like he, he he's going. Lafleur's playing DB, and he goes he goes outside to for a little outside route. Um, the play before that, Lafleur was set up outside, and so you're supposed to go inside. Makes sense. And and Danny Davis went outside, uh, and Matt Lafleur goes, "What the are you doing, Davis? Why would you go outside there?" And uh, that's so a good Lafleur impersonation. I like that. So they made him do it again. And so the, the, video, the, the, the video that I uh, that I posted is the second time through the through it. But yes, well, he it looks good in the second. He, time. He was, but he, hey, coaching him up, coaching it up. You can't you can't improve if you don't get coaching. So Zach, so, you saw both. Obviously, you've been at practices for both Matt Lafleur and Big Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Who has the better cuss out? I oh. think just on the surface, I would go with Big Mike, just because Matt Lafleur seems like he wouldn't want to swear and. And say golly gee or shoot. I feel like Lafleur's got inner rage uh, though. I feel like Lafleur bottles it up and loses it. Yes, I mean I've seen Matt Lafleur lose it ten times more than I saw I ever saw Mike McCarthy. Really? Because no. I could see no. Big Mike exploding like Mount Vesuvius with one eye looking <laughs> one way and the one eye just dead nuts on yours. <laughs> Mike was just the thing about Mike McCarthy. Like Mount he didn't Vesuvius. really coach during practice. He was he was just chilling by Ted Thompson or, or chilling by. Uh, by uh, Mark Murphy, like oh. it was, it just like it wasn't. Mark he didn't Murphy, coach. how Matt is that the Mike? Mac- Matt, I'm picturing Mike Matt McCarthy at a WIA sanctioned basketball yeah, he got game, lighting out of a the game. ref up. He got tossed out of a game for lighting a ref up at a high school basketball game. And yet, never, I never saw him lose his temper at practice. It's because he loves all of his players equally. Matt Lafleur so mm, got a little temper on him, doesn't he? He uh, he does. He is he's a fire guy. Mike Matt Lafleur. Throwing passes, playing coverage, running routes. Like, he's probably. I see more activity from Matt Fleur in hey. three practices this year than Mike McCarthy's entire career. It's obvious. Look at the two people. Get you can out, see which one was. was, was one more was clearly a tight end. And, and one was. And <laughs> one uh, has. You know, who's been hey, highly successful. I'll right? say this. Matt LaFleur, not as many wins as Mike McCarthy at NFC Championship games or Super Bowls, Zach Heilbrand. Yet. Who do you think Yet. would win it? If, okay. If, Last winter, if Big Mike was still the coach of the Packers, who do you all. think would run a better route? Mike McCarthy on an out route as a tight end or Bob Tunyon on an out route in his rascal? No, don't remember Mike McCarthy was a tight end in D3, That's what I'm in D3 college. Yeah, but you said last last December, Yeah, last so, year. Uh, uh, it's Mike McCarthy in his current version versus oof. Bob Tunyon in a rascal scooter. I'm putting I'm putting Bob Tunyon on uh, <laughs> Three three minutes after he tore his ACL above hey, my like I he, like why do you he, hate the we act like that? Leg, he, he could hop on one leg and still be all good to make it out there. You know, jealousy, Zach Halpern, is not a good trait when it comes to highly successful individuals. <laughs> I mean, I merely was just agreeing with, with, with Rowdy there. I, I I wasn't judging anybody. So you would say Matt LaFleur, despite looking like a lover, is more of an angry man, and Mike McCarthy, looking more like a guy to all-you-can-eat buffet, is essentially more of a lover. Great he's jolly. Well, he's jolly. Well, and Nelly knows about this. Uh, he's got short anger man. So Who, he, LaFleur? Uh, yes. Yeah. How tall so is LaFleur? He, he, is not, he is not overly tall. Really? Yes. I just assume, like, is he bigger than me? No. He's not? No, and, and obviously he doesn't have the guns that you have either. Well, duh. So, like, I would assume that LaFleur is taller than me. Hell yeah, take that, LaFleur. He, he, he's, he's not. Does he rowdy size? Oh, no, no, he's bigger than rowdy. He's, he's probably 5'9", 5'10". Five, five, 
Oh, so he's I'm barely taller than him. Okay. So you're telling yeah, me no. he's an average dude. <laughs> He's, with, he's a temper, with a temper problem. Yet, yet, compared, yet compared with everybody that are, uh, stands around him, usually uh, he's, he's the shortest. Are you telling field. me average dudes don't play for the Green Bay Packers? I'm telling you average dudes don't play for the Green Bay Packers. They sit and criticize the Green Bay Packers from their seats in radio, in, in radio suites. Well, clearly well, I'm, not, uh, clearly I'm not average, Zach, because I'm below average. Oh, no, I was talking about I was talking about Evo. <laughs> Me complain, Zach. The Packers were in the Super Bowl this year. What are you talking about? Mm. Well, if, if the you want to hear complainers, you turn much any other loser in Madison that has a radio show. They're losers, right, Zach? You can say yes. Or lacrosse, right? Yeah, a loser too. Grant, we love him though. Grant Bills. Yeah. Yes, we do. We love Grant. Love Grant. Big Grant fan. We actually we uh, comp me and Ben comped him as to what receiver when we dug up his um, routes that he was running. <laughs> Looks like a young, inexperienced Chris Collinsworth. Actually, Grant Bill's running a route. Say, you know when, like, usually I've seen National Geographic shows when, like, the giraffe is born and it's, like, yeah. trying to stand? That's, yeah. like, Grant Bill's running a route. Like, I had I had more vibes of Darren Rovell running a 40-yard pass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zach, we love you, buddy. Say, say hi to your doggy, Daner, who's a good boy. Daner. All right. See you, Zach. Thanks, buddy. Big, big Mike McCarthy guy right there. Who would have been? Man, I would have guessed Mike McCarthy would have been much more I thought, animated. I thought McCarthy was the yeller, and like Lafleur was the lover. Yeah, the David Bakhtiari news is a little concerning, Rowdy. I gotta say, this is—he uh, makes a lot of money, right? Big key on that line to protect Aaron Rodgers, and he ain't practicing at all, despite all the other guys coming off ACL injuries practicing. Well, it's kind of like. <laughs> The Mo- <laughs> sort of like the Milwaukee Brewers being stuck with those big, long, uh, lucrative contracts, yeah. and then the players not playing very well. But it's like, what do you what do you say to David Bakhtiari? Again, the the tear is all healed. It's literally the fluid on the knee which is causing pain, and sometimes that just has to be drained over and over and over again, and maybe will never go away. What are you gonna do? I got one for- word. I got one word for you. Tore it all. Like force him to play through the pain, tell him to retire, or let him sit there and collect his money, basically being a guy that really never plays. Five words for you. Rub some dirt on it. Now if he played with Tore it off. If he played with a certain quarterback, <laughs> one that was there before Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure he probably could have introduced him to a guy that knew some guys that Knew some things that he could take. Oh, so not toward all your... I got another word for you. Vicodin. Is that what you're saying? Pain. Pain medication. Doers. Painkillers. Painkillers. Hey. Little dirt. Little painkiller. Yeah, you're good to go. Rally. Yeah, but it's like, what do you do? I know. It's like, do I do I want to become addicted to painkillers or ruin my heart and body with this Toradol that's just terrible for you? Can I play through it? You know, that's... Interesting. Well, here's Matt LaFleur. Asked if he's worried about one David Bakhtiari. We just thought that, yeah, I mean, this is a guy that's played a lot of ball, and um, it's best to hold him from this this portion of it. Now, he says played a lot of ball, but correct me if I'm wrong, didn't David Bakhtiari basically sit out the entire season besides the Yeah, what, but final you get what games? he's saying. He's played, He's a veteran in the league. He's yeah, been there, done it. that. He's been around for a while. All right, more from LaFleur on uh, Bakhtiari being held out of OTAs. No, our plan all along was to kind of hold him from this time of the year and just make sure he's continuing to get stronger and ready to go, hopefully, for training camp. 
So it's June 1st. By the way, yeah. wow, it's June hey, 1st. Happy, happy June, by the way. Don't forget to pay your bills on June on the first. He had surgery in January of 2021. Obviously, a candle year would have been January of 2022. Again, we are in June. Yep. June is the sixth month of the year. That, that is correct. We are a year and a half out from surgery. <laughs> Again, Adrian Peterson came back and ran for over 2,000 yards after seven months of an ACL surgery. We have the average athlete currently going nine to 10 months. Some of the longer ones are maybe 12, 13 months. Well, what is that? We're at 18. You got big Bob Tunney. You got Kylan Hill. Who else tore ACLs? They're all practicing. They're all on the field doing their thing. Exactly. Now, uh, Kylan Hill and Bob Tunney, if I remember correctly, both tore their ACLs in the same game. Uh, And that was the Thursday night against Arizona, literally 10 minutes apart. And, and they're on the they're at OTAs. That, that was around Halloweenish time. I got a bad feeling about David Bakhtiari. That was that was Halloweenish time of 2021, and they're they're practicing or at least doing drills. Mm-hmm. Bakhtiari the year before 2020, yeah. December 31st, 2020, 2020. It was that's, the last nut kick of the nut kick continuum for 2020. That's ten months after what. Or sorry, ten months before what Tunyon and Kylan Hill tore theirs, eighteen months, and he ain't practicing. That's... He might. I mean, just on the surface, he might be done. I don't have a good feeling about it, and uh, from what you just said, I don't think you do either. But according to Matt Lafleur, our plan all along was to hold him from this and get him strong, and hopefully keyword be ready to go for training camp yeah but how long do you sit on that it's like are you just gonna let him play the low cane game and collect a check you know i hate to bring this up but you know when it all started spiraling out of control for david bakhtiari you know i'm going to this when he started chugging beer before that when he stole my cheese commercial job from ellen box remember that i was the star of the ellen box cheese commercials you see my tv David Bakhtiari and I did a commercial together. And then ever since then, I was never asked to be back. And it was David Bakhtiari. Ever since then. You know any surgeons? Yeah, I watched House, the show. No, I said, did you know any? Oh, no. Did you? No. (laughs) I didn't know if you knew a surgeon. And maybe that was the one that performed his uh, knee surgery. No, he took took my cheese job. And then I was on the Yeah, it was anger and revenge. Rowdy, the match. The match that is tonight. Aaron Charles Rogers. He's teaming up with one Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Yeah, that's his full name. And he will be going against one Buffalo Bills quarterback, Joshua Patrick Allen, excuse me. And then the hell's Patrick Mahomes middle name. And then Patrick Lavon Mahomes the second. There you go. How about that for the match? Patrick Patrick Brady. <laughs> it's Patrick Tom Edward, Edward Patrick, Patrick Brady, Brady. Two middle name guy. If there was to be any one of the two middle names, it's 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 Tom Brady. Totally. He looks like a guy that's Are got you two really that names. interested in the match? I'm I, sorry I'm not. No, no. Not I, at all. I'm interested in like the trash talk, I guess. I'm not the I'll trash have it on, talk sucks. I'll have it around his background noise. Like I'll have it like when they golfed Dude, last year, call, they were a big sky. That was beautiful c- course. Charles Barkley was the funniest one on 
the commentary because yes. he was what he was walking around. Was he playing with? He was playing against Steph Curry, if I remember correctly. By the way, did you see uh, viral video or viral photo? Steph Curry getting his uh, his grips. Uh, he's getting his clubs regripped the two days before the NBA Finals. Hilarious, love it. He's ready to golf. But like they're talking about, you know, obviously it made big headlines with Aaron Rodgers talking trash about Patrick Mahomes, and people chuckled at it. That's not even funny. People have been saying that Patrick Mahomes sounds like Kermit the Frog for years. But it's funny because I heard some people, some people talking about like, oh, uh, why do you say Kermit the Frog's talking? Like, well, what's that mean? Oh, that's funny though. But what does it mean? It's like if if you don't know what it means, how do you find it funny? Because Patrick Mahomes, yes, yeah, sounds like Kermit the Frog. I <laughs> and like yeah, it was funny when for people years. first started making memes of like yeah, but what three years ago? Yeah, Kermit the Frog and Patrick Mahomes. Man. But again, that was years ago. This is just like honestly, I think that's a from Aaron Rodgers. That's a friendly shot. It's oh, like, totally. It's a joke that's already known. Here, let's take here. Here, I got something. Let's uh, let's here's Tom Brady. Uh, they're they're chipping, they're putting, they're on the practice greens uh, with each other, getting ready. Let's see. <laughs> Give me the, don't give me Easy the game. Got the chip in challenge. We're at 60 seconds to hit in as many as possible. They'll give us a little bit of a run for our money, but uh, There's these young guys are coming out firing, so y'all better bring y'all's A game. I got my boy Mike there ready to catch. Thank I don't you. even know who caught Aaron. Devontae left him, and Tyreek left you, Patrick. Josh, don't worry. Someone's going to leave you, too. I love you. Oh. All right, so Tom Brady, Tom Brady is actually pretty good at trash talk. Tom Brady has got some pretty good trash talk when he's out there on the course. Boy, Mike never left me, I'll tell you that. But anyway, we're on the same team, Aaron. Josh. And uh, Patrick aren't going to get any, so you ready? Three, two. Brady's got some good trash talk, Rowdy. I don't know about Rodgers. Yeah, but he picks and chooses. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's in and out. Yeah. I am intrigued a little bit on the match just to see how it all goes. But the thing that cracks me up the most Uh is the people that are mad at Rodgers for doing this and not being at voluntary OTAs. That, to me, is the funniest stuff. Like, do you really care if Rodgers had a voluntary OTA, uh, Nelly? No. No, like, the dude's a four-time MVP. Back-to-back right now, two in a row. I think he'd be uh, doing just fine. That won't be me. That won't be me. I think me and Pat are going to help each other out. You play your game, I play mine. I'm sure we'll come out with a win. Let's go get this dub, man. Line it up. All right, so there you go. There's a little bit of It's talking a little smack, though, to Aaron Rodgers. Was one Michael Strahan. I'd argue that the best trash talk that would probably entertain the majority of people is something they can't air. There was it's a couple, something. It's something that they would have to bleep out. There it's was something a couple they couldn't play over TV. Uh, You'd have to get it like what HBO uncensored. <laughs> well, I think isn't HBO already uncensored? I don't know. I don't have HBO. Here's Michael Strahan talking to Aaron Rodgers doing a little golf. Yeah, but he had a match going to be good. I like. I like the you know. The young bulls and the mature bulls. Mm. That old, old. mature. Uh, yeah. I'm old. You're mature. You're younger than Tom, aren't you? <laughs> 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 you just look like it. You just look like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and Michael Strahan. Um, that's funny, man. Uh, J.A. Krebs just mentions me this uh, from, let's see, Krebs. It's Pat. This is Aaron Rodgers on Patrick Mahomes. Pat, I'm sure, is a big TikToker. It runs in the family. Because <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, um, listen, if you got siblings, I have, I have, I have, I have four brothers. 
I don't know if there's an annoying one, but when I look at the Mahomes family and I look at one Jackson Mahomes, the younger brother, Patrick Mahomes, I would give, if I was Patrick Mahomes, and this might be a little harsh, but I've, I've thought about it and I think it's, this is right. I would give, if I had a brother like Patrick or a brother like Jackson Mahomes, I would give him the Aaron Rodgers family treatment. I would exile him. I would say, I will never be talking to you again. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you're, you're cut off. You're, you're, you're done. All right, Rowdy. So, yeah, the match tonight, it's going to be background noise. Well, like, it's not, I'm not going to, like, jump like head over heels for it, but it's entertaining, at least, when there's little doldrums of sports. I feel, like, the night. I feel like outside of Tom Brady, who – see, I feel, I feel like these four guys aren't the biggest social media guys. No, like, Aaron Rodgers like not Patrick, at all. Patrick Mahomes is probably seen as more a social media guy, again, because of his brother. Mm-hmm. Does Josh – I don't even know if Josh Allen has social media. I don't follow him if he does. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he really doesn't tweet out. Or, Josh Allen does have social media. Or post that much, especially stuff – Outside of like ads with like his Bose commercials, yeah, his, his his watch. Same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady does a lot of his social media. He's is, get, Tom Brady like got some funny TB12 and like all this other stuff, but then occasionally a video yeah. or two. He's got some funny stuff once in a while that's pretty hilarious. But yeah, Rogers doesn't do social media really. Uh, Josh Allen, I'm looking at his right now. It's it's, it's the generic like, you know, he, here's Buffalo Bills. Like a retweet video, um, nothing crazy. Patrick Mahomes is like, I got to deal with my brother's nonsense enough. Like, why would I do it? And my wife's nonsense enough. Why would I have to do it? And then it's Tom Brady's just got the, the, the little quick hitters here and there. About it. So, I mean, it's nice to get a little a peek into, I guess, who these guys are as they're playing in Nevada. Well, we have, we, we know that obviously Aaron Rodgers is pretty good at golf. He goes and plays in those pro-ams and does pretty well. Yeah. We also have boots in the ground in Kansas City that Patrick Mahomes is supposed to be pretty decent. We do have boots on the ground there in Can- uh, one. We Mis- both know we'll say Missouri and uh, a Becker Bird <laughs> is out there on a golf course, and Patrick Mahomes has been there a few times, so he's pretty good at golf. And then Tom Brady, which I, I don't think Tom Brady's that good at golf from what I've seen yeah, in, in his past Brady, games. Yeah. And Josh Allen, the unknown, <laughs> the mystery. I'm going to go on a limb and say Josh Allen and Tom Brady probably on the same playing field. I would kind of give the edge to Brady. I think they somehow need to weasel Charles Barkley into this mix. Charles Barkley is a gift to broadcasting. I think they should go. And golf. I think they should go with a foursome for the NFL and a foursome for past NBA players where they get like Michael Jordan. And you know there's going to be side bets. Oh, there's going to be gambling. Charles Barkley, and they have to be partners. Have to. Like, they might be... Michael Jordan might try and kill Charles Barkley with how bad he'd play. Like, they got to they gotta find, like... Um, yeah, there. Past NBA legends versus the current NFL legends. Yeah, It'll be I, I Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley. He'll go with... Uh, Larry Bird. Larry He'll Legend? Either Shaq or Magic. Larry Legend. Shaq or Magic. God, Shaq's probably got to be the worst of golf for all of them. <laughs> Shaq probably doesn't have clubs that fit him. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Those aren't clubs, Evo. Those are poles. <laughs> Rowdy, you would describe uh, when it comes to finances with, with him and spending for the Brewers as, as what? No, it can't be like the Philadelphia Phillies, who are one of the most, what are they, top five in spending, the Phillies? I don't, I don't want to get into them today, please. <laughs> right, so, yes. so the Brewers, Rowdy, are usually, they don't spend too much money, correct? They're a joke. The, the Phillies? Yes. Well, yeah. 
And it's all Joe Girardi's fault. <laughs> no, it's really not. <laughs> it's the bullpen. The Corey bullpen Knable, has been awful it's, forever. You guys have Corey Knable, right? Everybody. You have Corey Knable, right? Yes. That's tough. Well, Rowdy, you would describe Margot Anazio and in in his, his spending prowess of the Milwaukee Brewers as frugal? Cheap? Yeah. Lack thereof? I would say cheaper because this is a guy that when he bought the Milwaukee Brewers, it's now worth, oh, it's either three or six times the value. Now, obviously, that money doesn't go straight to his pocket. He's got to sell the team yes, to make it's, that. It's not liquid, right? Like, yeah. But again, he's sitting on an investment. I can't remember if it's three or six times his well, investment. Look at the research in, department on it. It's an ungodly amount of money. But the other reason is, if you go back through and you look at the quote-unquote books that the Brewers show every year, because we all know that great businesses have multiple books. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah, Scott. They've pretty much been in the black every single year. They've made millions and millions of dollars of profit, and that's counting for everything. Then the one year where they decide to put in all of their organizational money, their ownership money into that brand new like pitching lab, that brand new, oh, uh, new spring training spring facility training, yep. where it was all up to date. And then that happened to coincide with the same season where they spent like close to 140 million. Yep. Then they ended up coming out in the red just barely by like a couple million, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he cried broke. <laughs> And then said that they would need all this other stuff. and Like, we spent the most we've ever spent. Yeah. And we're not going to do that again. But it's like, dude, you literally forked out, like, millions and millions of dollars that you're going to do, like, once every 30 years. Yeah. Didn't he just buy some ticket stub? Or- yeah, he bought the Jackie Robinson first game ticket stub for, like, 500 grand. But at the same time, they went to arbitration with Adrian Hauser and Adrian Hauser wanted a million more dollars. And we're when we're talking about a million more dollars, this isn't a guy that wasn't making twenty million and wanted yeah, yeah, twenty one. Yeah. He was in arbitration for less like than three, three million, million yeah. and had come off of a really good Didn't season. Didn't he want like three point five mil or something like that? And they like they, they, they argued over a million dollars and he ended up getting like four hundred thousand dollars out of the, the million, so he technically would have not cooped the 600,000, but then at the same time was literally buying a Jackie Robinson ticket stub for like the exact same price that that he would, yeah, yeah. that he refused to pay Adrian Hauser. And then there's this Mark Adonazio, the Milwaukee Brewers owner, who does definitely cries broke once in a while or not broke, but just like we spent, Oh, we can't afford this, but yet he, I actually have to say this. He has to go and get, the free agent that caught his eye, the former MVP and all-star, Andrew McCutcheon, for $8.5 million. Love the cutch. <laughs> but Ben and Rowdy. How is that the guy that he was looking at? Everyone else. Mark Adonazio now wants to buy Norwich City, or should I say an 18% stake in Norwich City. This is an English Premier League team. 18%. And we know in soccer, when you talk about like the Messi's and Ronaldo's of the world, now I know those are a little bit different leagues. Isn't they, uh, they would never play for Norwich City, but they might again, even be below. English Premier League is still a pretty decently high league in soccer. No, that is the, yeah, yeah. that's one of the like, premier best leagues what, in the what's, world. Where does uh, Ronaldo play in La Liga? Uh, I do believe, uh, I can't, I know he went on the move. He might be in the Premier League now. I think he's with Manchester United. That might be the case. Yeah, he's in. He's with Man U. He's with. He's Regardless, in the where Norwich City is. Norwich City is in the. Premier Regardless, League. it's it's a higher level European soccer league. It's the highest. It is the highest it's level. It's the highest. 
I boy, it's it's they pay guys it's like NFL out times the 100. ass money. Yeah, they they pay so much. They pay like more money than whatever gods you believe. And he's in. buying eighteen percent. I want to know the facts. <laughs> what percentage does Giannis own the Brewers? Because I bet it's down to like, <laughs> like one or two percent, three percent, much lower. I will say though. 18%. That's he, a ton of money. If he gets himself into some, uh, say, positions of making decisions, you know damn well he's not going to spend money on big-time players in England. No, I mean, Norwich City is a low-level English Premier League team. Like, they're 20th they're right the now. They're the brewers of the Premier League. No, no, but, no, 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 no. Gonna, I take hey, it back. Hey, hey. I mean, in make, terms hey. of market size, say budget, they're not going to be able to go compete with Man U or all the other school or uh, other teams. So he'll go in there. He'll make some good decisions. Uh, he'll have very realistic goals, which is not getting relegated. And then, you know, spend a little bit of money on <coughs> old players and win a couple games and call it a day. So there you go. I mean, a Jackie Robinson ticket stuff for 500 K and now <laughs> possibly an 18% stake in Norwich. All right. City. Market value for Norwich City is $900 million as of December 3rd, what? 2021. What? It's what? Market value of $900 million, December 3rd, 2021. <laughs> now, what's the market value of the Brewers? Go find that. Uh, well, if you do 18% of that, that'd be $162 million. Brewers are $1.28 <laughs> bill. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, there you go. So, that'd be kind of equivalent then, right, Ben? You're saying. I mean, in terms of uh, in relation to sure. the Yankees or Man U. Yep, Yank Man, Whatever. Liverpool. Be I, like I know nothing about soccer. I'm sure no, you're right. The I, Yankees would be Man U or Man City hey, or Liverpool. All I know is I'm sure he's making this investment to lose money. I'm sure that's why he's like, hey, I made this investment on the Brewers. I know I'm cheap and I lose money. Wink, wink. But I might as well invest in another sporting team because I'm, <laughs> I love to lose money. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Line one. Good morning. Who's this? V in the D. Oh, you had a little night out in Shano. Yes, I did. How was it with what Nathan and Doug? Dougie. Yeah. Neither of them have called in today. Would you guys drink each other under the table? I left the bar about one fifteen. I'm like, I gotta get the bed, boys. And uh, <laughs> Doug's like, remember, remember, you gotta call in. You gotta call in. I was like, Doug, I'm gonna call in. And like overnight, he's like, you're gonna call in, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna call in. He sounds Dougie sounds very needy. He's very, very clingy. I well, mean, clingy, there you go. He's a stage Z, five clingy. Z in the D, I actually have something that I have to get off my chest. So remember that hilarious snap you sent us when I was like extremely hot in the razor's edge and you were sitting there like in a hot tub, looked like you had a few drinks and that, that uh, song was playing in the background. Yeah. I hear that yeah. song on a commercial every once in a while and I can't remember what commercial. It might be the T-Bell one. It might be the Johnny Davis T-Bell one. Can't remember though. Every time I hear that, I think of that Snapchat. Of him smoking. Of you smoking in a hot tub. Shirtless. <laughs> With an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. You're a seductive little man, aren't you? Oh, I'm in your head, Rowdy. I'm in that head. Whoa. That's, that's probably why we've been so cold lately. That is probably more unlikely because that was when the Badgers. You're the cooler. Out. Yeah. I can't oh. have him. Hey, what's you that? Have the cooler. From the Bronx Tale. Yeah. You got to throw him in the little makeshift yeah. bathroom. Yeah. You can't be by me while I'm shaking dice. Nope. <laughs> hey, how was the uh, night out? Give me a, where'd you guys go? Luigi's? How's the night out in Shano? Yeah, they went to Luigi's, had their salads and some uh, Philly and uh, some pasta dish. I I ordered a little Caesars beforehand. because You I want a little Caesars on him? Yeah. 
Mm. I, I got a hot and ready because I ate a couple slices in the vehicle while I waited for them. And then when I got back to the hotel, I ate that a couple more slices. Nice you know? Was was Doug, did, did you or Doug who who won and? Uh, no, I'll, I'll ask off here. Actually, I was like, who, who's, we, whose powers or whose prowess was better last night? Strolling uh, the streets. I, well, I could have, but oh, uh, the king's pissed. He didn't get invited. I think. Uh, well, I don't know who the king is, and he's the pride uh, of, or he's he's a Shauna legend. Well, <laughs> apparently he's not a Shauna legend if he didn't get invited. That's a good point. And it wasn't you to invite. You were up. You were the one there visiting. So, yep. No, um, I could have possibly pulled in a five, but apparently uh, she was a little dirty. So I, yeah, so they told me not to, but whatever. I don't know where to go with this. All right, but this is, <laughs> you're the man, brother. We'll talk out there. Have some beer later. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine. Sounds like it's like a, a shower. Cur- currently a shot of five that was a little dirty. Probably should have taken a shower or something. Uh, is it market corrected for the dirtiness? I don't, I'll ask off air. Line two, who's this? <laughs> it's a different market in there, up there. Yeah, who's this on line two? Five my ass. No, it's Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, is he the five you're talking? He was talking about, or are you the five? No, but uh, his beer goggles were on pretty good that point. <laughs> <laughs> mm. How we feel? You sound a little hungover, my brother. No, just, you know, it was a late night, so <laughs> just waking up. <laughs> oh. No, I I pulled out. I'm know, sorry? Right I said. <laughs> Wait, did you feel a little I, dirty, too? No, I'm the only one that actually went home to a female. So, okay. Oh, yeah, you are married. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know how we go to Luigi's and he brings <laughs> little Caesars. I oh, swear sorry. to God. Wait, did he bring? Did he bring the Little Caesars pizza into Luigi's restaurant? No, but I, okay, like, good. I texted, I messaged him. I'm like, bro, let's go meet at Luigi's. Okay, well, I'm getting a hot and ready. I'll meet you there. What the? <laughs> Nathan, I, right, you dude. brought us Luigi's from Shano on your motor. You were like in a three-hour motorcycle ride with Luigi's. It was incredible. It blew Little C's out of the water. So, well, you got to have it fresh. So. No, it was a, it was a good night. You know, I, I I had fun. Well, it's also all about see the power of the over the line bringing everyone together. I love it, dude. I got. I mean, I got to get up there. Thing, there's well, you know, we kept mentioning that, like, you know, Evo said he's gonna come out here, but he don't. Listen, it's a. I get up at four a.m. It's not like I can just drive from Shano and back to do the show. I got to It's got to be a planned out thing for me. Well, there is talk. I, I do have again. I told you this again. My buddy's got a little cabin up there. And we are in talks of getting up there for a long weekend, just an FYI. Well, you got to coordinate it when Z's up here. I mean, the guy, well, you've been with him while he's been drinking, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, but you should have seen the guy twerking on the bar chairs, so. That was him? Yeah. I didn't need that. As Rowdy doesn't need him shirtless, smoking a cigar, talking about his bets, I don't need an image of him twerking on a chair. (laughs) <laughs> See you hey, he, got a, he got a couple of dollar bills from the freeze. So. <laughs> Next time we get up, we'll convert, uh, convert him to the cult, okay? All right. Uh, we'll, See we'll take you there and be like, hey, this is, uh, this is Evo. <laughs> he wants to know your ways. No, it's Z and the D, not me. See you, buddy. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> oh, five. Oh, he was talking about it. All right. Where's our beer at, Ben? You scare him away? 